You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com. And the child was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. In the name of God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Y'all have a seat. Good morning. Merry Christmas, Rez. It is still Christmas season. Don't give up on us. I don't, I'm not going to even ask for a show of hands if you've taken down your Christmas tree yet. Yeah. Should I ask for a show of hands? No? Okay. I won't do that. No shame yet. So we're still in the, in the season of Christmas, and right in the middle of the season, we get to celebrate the most holy name of God, Jesus, given to us. Can you imagine how difficult it must have been to name this child? So uh, Michelle and I have been having babies for like 10 years, really. And the hardest part of having babies for me, it seems, is naming the child. For me, that's the hardest part. We have gone through so many names. It's a little late. We've gone through so, we've gone through so many names. We have lists and lists of names, and we go over them together. And I'll say, what about this terrible name? And Michelle will say, of course not. Get, get that off your list. So we have this list that has been whittled down and whittled down, and we sometimes have been in the hospital and the people are like, we need a name, people. And we're like, look, we don't have a name. Leave us alone. And they're like, well, you can't leave without the name. And we're like, watch us. We're not going to name this baby. It's that difficult. But luckily, we've named all of our babies so far. One more coming in February. We're still working on a name. And we don't need the suggestions. We got good ones, okay? <laughs> so keep them to yourself. Keep them to yourself. Names, and why, why is that so hard? Because names, they last with you forever. They're so important in your life. They become, in some ways, symbolic of your identity, who you are. When someone wants to talk about you, this is the word that they use to kind of summarize you. What an important thing. Names have power, don't they? Names have power. I knew, for instance, when I was in the deepest of troubles, when my mother would use all three of my names, right? Sean Patrick McCain. It got real. And the kind of the hair stood up on your neck. Names have this like punch power, especially when moms use them. There's so much in a name. Think about it. What is queued up in our memories or feelings for ourselves, even feelings in our bodies, when we bring up the names of heartbreaks in our life? Famous people, people maybe we don't like, favorite bands. Just with a word, with a name, you can like step back in time. You can go right back to where you were. You can remember all of those sensations and feelings, all of the storylines attached to names. Think of how names of presidents can recall entire areas, eras in our nation's history and even and feelings as well. Washington, Roosevelt, Nixon, Reagan, Bush, Obama, Trump. Names, they tell entire stories. They capture entire timelines. They represent identities. It was the same thing in the first century. When these shepherds, when Mary received the name of this child, it was the exact same thing. The right name could give you great power. It could also condemn you to death. It could give you great prestige, or it could bring you tons of harm. It could set you free, or it could enslave you. A name in the first century was just like it is now, maybe even more powerful, in that it, would, it could have this kind of lasting effect on your life, harm or goodness. But all of this, 
all the, all, the, all the ways that we conceive of the power of names, it holds nothing to the one who is named this morning. That, like times a million people this morning. How, now think about this. We're gonna go on a little bit of a theological trip. Go with me here. How can God receive a name? Seems like maybe it, a stupid question. It's actually not. This is, a, this is an amazing question, super difficult. After all, it is his name that gave existence to all creation. This one, how do you name this one? That's what St. Clement of Rome said, one of the early church fathers. How can the only one who is ever beyond being named, receiving a name, how can that person receive a name? How can the incomprehensible God, the uncreated, eternal God be summarized in a word? Our nameless God gave Adam, do you remember this? The power to name in Genesis, the animals. But this God who gave power to Adam to name was not so easily named himself. When asked his name at the burning bush, he replied, I am the I am. What kind of name is that? He was referring to God, he was, referring to, he was referred to as the God many times of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Do you remember this? All throughout the Old Testament. But he was not like the gods who could be whipped up, who could be conjured up if you said the right incantation. If you called upon this name, then the God would come and serve whatever will you had because you invoked their name. This wasn't the God that we have. He's no genie that if we rub the bottle and say the name, it just kind of magically happens for us. If there is a name, it's as the psalmist writes, holy and fearful is his name. Psalm 110. Meaning his name, this name, it would be worthy of wonder and awe, whatever it may be. Because it would be a sheer mystery that the incomprehensible, unnameable God could actually take a name, that he would be known that way. And yet on this eighth day, after the birth of Jesus, this fragile child away from the halls and all of the courts of power, think about this in the first century, out in the middle of nowhere, nowhere to be found, nowhere near the centers of power, beyond the grasp of any ruler, scripture says, this God become child is given a name. This must have been the most holy of names ever given to this child, a name that would tell an entire story of the people of Israel. Wouldn't it have to summarize all of that? This Messiah who would come? And wouldn't this name that this God become child receives, wouldn't it marshal unthinkable power, immeasurable glory and might? Whatever this name would be, it would have to summarize all of those things or at least point in that direction somehow. And indeed, it was, it is. What would be the most holy name given by which Acts 4 tells us we must be saved? This is the name that we're waiting for. He was called Jesus. We take that name for granted, don't we? Some of us say it in not favorable ways, but even when we read it in the Bible or talk to one another about the name of Jesus, we kind of just gloss over it like, of course, that's his name, without thinking about how unbelievable it is that God is named in this child. 
called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb, Luke chapter 2 tells us. Yeshua, a derivative of Joshua, meaning Savior or Deliverer. Another great mystery this season, the unnameable is given a name. Just like the uncreated, if you think about the incarnation itself, the invisible God taking on flesh and blood, it's kind of the same way with the name, the unnameable taking on a name. Just as he was confined to time and place and people, he entered into creation, this eternal God. What a great mystery that God would be known by a name and live among us. But this is one of those mysteries that's not like, well, that's for the theologians and uh, pastors and people who are into that kind of thing. No, 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 if you're a Christian, you're into that kind of thing. If you're not, you should like practice because it's great. It's one of those mysteries that comes with it so much joy because if it's true, then we are saved. This kind of a mystery is packaged with so much unspeakable joy for us this morning. We have a savior, not an idea of a savior, but we have an incarnate Lord, one who has come to rescue, to deliver us, Yeshua, this one named Jesus. Our hope, folks, our hope has a name now. It's Jesus. But on this eighth day, this God become child, Jesus, isn't the only one who is named, is he? In fact, Paul writes to the Philippians that this great humbling of God become child glory, this, this Christmas gift, was actually done for us, given to us in a way as a name for those who belong to him. This name Jesus has given not just to name this child, but to summarize his people, for us to receive this name as well in a way that we might have the same mind, Paul says, that was in him, that our lives would be named by his life, that when God looks to us, he sees the glory and the righteousness of Christ, his life on us, who, Jesus, this one, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, the scriptures tell us, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness, becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is the name, this is the story that we receive when we become followers of Jesus. This is our life now with him, in him. The name of Jesus tells the story of the life that we are invited not to just look at from afar or study in a book, but to actually actively participate in this life of Jesus, this one who is named. Yes, it is a name of great and immeasurable power for sure, but, that, but the power that you or I have given, I'm sorry, the power that you or I have given it, nor anyone else. We didn't, we didn't do anything to like make Jesus' name wonderful. He himself has made his name wonderful. He himself has filled it with power. His name is power only because, think about this, not because we show up to give him glory and power. His name means power and is power only because this God become child would live in a complete obedience to the Father. This is the one that's named Jesus. Come, this seems like a mute point, Sean, like big deal. Of course we know this about Jesus. 
Let's just picture this. The life of Jesus, completely obedient to the Father, completely submitted to the will of the Father. They are one. Now compare that to the way we do things in the world. Exploiting, manipulating, overpowering others. That's how we make names, right? Not so with Jesus. He doesn't need to prove that he is Lord, like so many in the world need to prove that they're in charge. Jesus doesn't actually have that burden of proof. He just is in charge. Nor does he need to justify his authority. Like so many of us in the world, I'm the one in charge. I'm the one in authority. Jesus doesn't need to justify his authority. He doesn't need to make a name for himself. He doesn't need to become wise and wealthy and then offer himself in service to God. He was from the beginning perfect and in perfect obedience to God the Father. He has nothing to prove. He is the goodness of God. He is the person of the incarnate God. Now, how radically different than the lives that we tend to live? This name Jesus, this reference of this life, this God become child. How different than the lives we tend to live. Do you all ever feel the need or pressure to justify yourself in an argument? Do y'all ever feel the need or the pressure to make sure someone else knows how important you are? Do you ever feel the need or pressure to make a name for yourself, to do something with your life, that you won't be forgotten when you die? Do you ever feel the need or pressure that before you come into a relationship with God, you've got to get all of your accomplishments, all of your stuff together so you have something of worth to give to God? Do you ever feel the need to impress God? Maybe you have the opposite problem. Maybe you are trapped in loathing and self-pity. Maybe you think yourself unlovable. Either side, the arrogance of this or the self-pity of this, all of these mock the one who has humbled himself to rescue you. All of these experiences of ours take more seriously, listen to this church, all of these experiences of ours take more seriously the names that we give to ourselves or the names that other people give to us than the name of God which is given us in Jesus. Y'all hear me? What names do you give yourself? What names do other people call you? And what's more important, what takes priority the name of Jesus or those names? Church, if you are baptized into the body of Christ, you not only enter his life, but you take on his name and his life that comes with it. You are named. You know that moment at the baptismal font when we seal you with oil and we say that you are sealed by the spirit forever. You're being marked by the name of Jesus. You take on his name. You have a new lineage. You have a new family identity. No longer, church, are you named under the curse of sin and all of its friends that play in your head and the head of other, heads of other people. No longer are we named under that curse. But in Jesus, we are named with blessing, with new life, with the power of heaven. Can you imagine? Time out. If we believed this, 
what would this neighborhood look like? If we really believed that we are named with Jesus, what would our lives look like when no one's looking? To be named with blessing. What names have you given yourself, church? Think about that. What names have other people give, have given you that don't quite fit? When we call to ourselves or others to harm or abandon them, in Jesus, the name of the Lord comes to bless and keep you, like our reading says. When we hunger for approval, when we're looking for compliments in other people and admiration by others, listen, in Jesus, the Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. What are you looking for? Though we may name the darkness that surrounds us in our lives and in the world and the fear that swallows us, in the name of Jesus, the Lord lifts up his countenance upon us and gives us peace. What other name under heaven can do this than the name of Jesus? Church, isn't this good news? Isn't this good news for us? This holy name that is given to us who we, like orphans, who are named under the curse of sin and abandoned, now are gathered into the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. Taken in, you who are homeless, without shelter, taken in, given a name that you do not deserve. How is this good news? Well, it's good news because, because of Jesus, when we come to him, when we, when we turn away from those names that we've given ourselves and those lives that we've identified with, and we come to Jesus, all we have to do now is be ourself. All the heavy lifting has been done for us. The grace and mercy of God has been lavished upon you in Jesus. So be baptized. Enter in to the grace of God. Take on his name and then be yourself, church. Receive the gift that has adorned yourself and broken lives by repenting of sin, abandoning those names you've taken in, in your sin, in our distrust, in our worry, in our selfishness, in our arrogance. All of those things are operating under false names false lives for us. And we've got to turn away from those things if we're to receive this name of Jesus. This morning, friends, I want to ask, could we as a church, as we enter into 2018, as we come to receive this Christ child, the one who is named for us, may we come close to him? And to do that, it may mean that some of you are going to have to leave some other things behind. May we turn away from those things. They have nothing but death for us maybe a temporary pleasure, maybe someone compliments us and our ego's boosted for the day, and then tomorrow what? Let's turn away from all of that and come to this one who is named for us because God, listen, highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen? Amen. Amen. Would you all take a moment of silence with me as we just uh, wait for the Holy Spirit, call upon the Spirit to name us freshly this morning as we prepare to come to the altar. 
You're listening to Resurrection South Austin, a community of faith, learning to do life together in the goodness of God. For more information, you can find us online at resaustin.com.